This is the Business's Mission Podcast. Business's Mission. I'm Gaya Boyd, your host. I came across the very uncomfortable awareness that all of my ideas, my basic understanding of Christianity, of how it operates, of my role in it, were wrong. In this podcast series, we want to discover kingdom keys for business. I'll do that together with Bill Job. Bill is an experienced BAM practitioner. By the way, BAM is short for business as mission. Bill is from the US and lived 30 years in China, where he had handicraft factories. He saw God move tangibly in the workspace. We met at our BAM Congress in the Netherlands. Bill was one of the main speakers and he turned out to be so contagious. His stories made me curious and I wondered, does that only happen far away or can God move as tangibly here, within and through businesses in the Netherlands or at your business in Africa, America or Asia? In this podcast series, I'll interview Bill. At other times, he will be my co-host as we invited guests who are eager to see God move within their own businesses. So listen as we discuss ideas, experiences and challenges. They might be yours as well. If this podcast makes you curious and you want to dig deeper, go to bearmoves.com. There you find a hybrid training and coaching environment, which we are developing. Today, in our search for Kingdom Keys for Business, Bill will be my co-host. Our guest is Jan Willem Visser. He is the owner of SoMedia, an IT company in Rotterdam, the Netherlands. It's a world press agency. Jan Willem. First of all, let me welcome you. Um, good to see you again, uh, Bill. It's great to see you too, Heya. And welcome to you, Jan Willem. Thank you. Jan Willem, can you uh, share with us about uh, SoMedia? We are a WordPress agency. So we are in the development of uh, websites. And we also uh, monitor those websites, uh, do a lot of hosting. And uh, we are working from Rotterdam, the nice city from the Netherlands. And uh, we do that with a team of uh, uh, yeah, around 12 people, uh, which is awesome. Uh, the name, So Media, it, does it have a meaning to you? Yes. Uh, so is uh, from sowing seeds. Uh, we really like uh, uh, to do small things with a big impact. Because we are working with WordPress, we also use it like an abbreviation, like uh, supporters of WordPress. Uh, and one night I was dreaming uh, about what does so actually mean. And then uh, the Lord told me it means like uh, safe orphans and widows, uh, which is a little bit hard like uh, with an internet company because we are mostly building websites uh, for marketing communication uh, departments. So we were like, how can we make that practically? So what we do in the, in the last years we did uh, is take one week of our time uh, to put in a project for, for a foundation who's do, doing something with uh, orphans and widows. And we experimented with that uh, like the last couple of years. And nowadays I see it more like transforming in like a, a, a budget of hours we can spend in different foundations so we can help a little a so bit you more. So you can use your skills to, yeah. to help foundations. Yeah, it, yeah, that's really the reason like... Yeah, of course, we like also like to give money, but, but most of that we like to give our expertise, uh, uh, yeah, the things we, we like to do and, and we know a lot about. 
And I know you, um, you know, um, I'm leading the businesses mission uh, movement here in the Netherlands. And you met Don Larson, for example, yes. in Mozambique, who was working with uh, orphans. And, and so how does it look like? How, how, how are you able to support him? Oh, uh, actually, uh, how it looks like is that we are helping him with uh, developing a, a website. Uh, um, for us, like WordPress is always like the tool uh, to help you assess, establish your goals. So, yeah, basically we helped him uh, with a website. Uh, it's not finished yet, actually. <laughs> that's, uh, that's also, uh, of course, with projects, it's always uh, uh, like you have uh, quick projects. It also projects would take a little bit more, uh, more time. But I, I really like what the Don Larson is doing because they really take care uh, about orphans. To, you know, to explain to the listener, he has yeah. a, a nut factory in, in Mozambique and, um, yeah, pro providing uh, work and, and working together with orphanages in, in doing so. So, um, Bill, you were a business's mission entrepreneur in China for 30 years. Um, what kind of factories did you have? You weren't in IT, right? I was not in IT. And I think everybody was glad about that. <laughs> <laughs> I would have stumbled badly. We were in manufacturing uh, many different kinds of products. And as I'm listening now to Yum, I'm wondering, we were surprised to find out that we thought it would be a disadvantage to actually reach out and help some of the disadvantaged people in the world where we lived. And it didn't. It actually turned out to be an advantage in many cases. So people who were not in alignment with us, with sort of our faith foundation, they still wanted to support us because we were supporting people in need. It actually attracted business for us. And on one occasion, one of the ex-beggars that came in off the street had such a good idea that it improved our production 20% over what we were doing before. And he literally helped us make much more money, which I never would have dreamed of as we hired someone who is definitely, you know, physically challenged and mentally challenged, but he turned out to be a real blessing from the Lord. So I was kind of yeah, wondering um, if you've had enough time yet to sort of experience some of the unexpected blessings. What I liked about it uh, in our company, for example, we have uh, Christians and, 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 and non-Christians, if you want to divide it in that uh, case. So, but now I also see them, for example, with mercy ships, they want to support mercy ships. Uh, so I like that. So uh, someone was saying, I don't want to get my Christmas gift, but I want to give it away to them. And I was like, uh, I liked it very much. Or for, for example, our, uh, we are renting our office uh, from a, from a nice, uh, guy. Uh, he is not a Christian, but he was asking me, yeah, you are doing something with children. I know, uh, uh, and I was telling, for example, about compassion, uh, uh to helping a, ch a child. So he was like, oh, I should do that too. Uh, so he's not a Christian. He's helping a, a compassion child. And then uh, he's coming, uh, like a few weeks later. Yeah, now I get a letter and, uh, uh, that boy is praying for me. But I'm not praying, so what should I write? Uh, so, uh, yeah, I said, I'm glad uh, he's praying for you. And uh, just be honest and yourself, it will be okay. Uh, so I like that kind of stuff. Maybe you can also share how you've seen kind of like um, unexpected provisions or um, yeah. you know, over the years of... So what I kind of hear from your story is like... Um, 
you know, that's part of giving expertise, um, seeking a balance in that. When is it healthy and, and yeah. or when, um, when, when can I give discounts? But yeah. at the same time, um, not like, okay, I do this so God will supply. <laughs> I think that's, yeah. that's probably why I see you thinking, oh, is this happening or not? So it's... I like uh, the sowing and reaping. So that's a uh, part. Uh, but a lot of times if you sow, it's of course in the dark. You don't see what you're doing. And, and it's, it looks uh, most of the time insi insignificant because it's so small. Uh, but yeah, like the farmer in the, in the story, we can be expected uh, that, there, that there will be a harvest. And I'm still feeling very small, but I know my father is very big. Uh, so uh, I'm looking forward that, uh, yeah, that we can bless more eh, and become more a blessing to bless others. So for me, uh, Abraham uh, is a very good example because he was, uh, he was also sowing and reaping. For how long did you have this uh, business, uh, Jan Bill? Yeah, well, I started in 2003 for myself. And in 2007, we, uh, I met a, uh, earlier met a business partner. And then, then we started growing. Uh, and like ar around, I think 2014, I really felt we needed another business partner. So we were three partners. It is never a good advice, of course. And my accountant was saying, yeah, you should never have three captains on the boat. Two is already a lot, but three, I, I will, uh, you will not survive. Uh, okay. Uh, but I was really sensed that the Lord was directing us that way. So I was f feeling very happy when my, my uh, current business partner said, yeah, I want to, want to join. So how did that go? Three captains on the ship? Actually, it, it went well for a while. But then in like 2016, uh, my the business partner I started it with, uh, yeah, we got like separated or divorced or how you want to call it. But uh, he was um, a Christian brother. Yeah, yeah, and and he still is. I I suppose <laughs> only we don't speak to each other. It it, it was a, of course a, a a difficult time for for everyone involved. But uh, fast forward like uh, towards today, it's nice. I I never spoke to him again, uh, but we separated well. Uh, uh, now we are working for the same client and he is talking nicely about us and we are also talking nicely about him because I know he is also someone who has a lot of, to give and I, he's still my brother so we will, we will meet again of course so it's this kind of a Saul Barnabas uh, situation yeah, yeah I won't call myself a Saul <laughs> for Barnabas uh, but they are good examples and yeah of course sometimes you have so much to share to other people sometimes it's good to to spread around, yeah, I mean, yeah, we, we need to go to different places sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Well, we promised our listeners that we will talk honestly about challenges and about questions and searching for keys. When you are aiming for a business as mission company, it might not be like, okay, we have this little paradise with all kind of angels and birdies fl flying around. And um, I mean, I have a background with mercy ships and yes. we were with four, 500 people on the ship and there was no air condition at that time. You know, we were at the early days, hospital ships sailing to tropical countries. And so, you know, we had kind of like a pressure cooker and you know, it's like, okay, how do we work out this thing? So, Bill, what are your experiences? You know, you had 
a few hundred people, you had like 600 people in your business, you had eight different uh, businesses. What, um, how, was it heaven on earth? At moments, <laughs> there were flashes of it, glimpses <laughs> of it, but we learned, I think, that managing expectations was going to be really critical to longevity. We've had companies that have existed 30 years plus, and so they do have some time, some history to them, but if you want to be successful over the long run, you really better know what a, a reasonable expectation is. And then I had to learn about my own limitations, my own weaknesses, and understand where if I tend to be the leader, I'm going to probably get us in trouble. I would be like a bad captain on your ship that might take you over to the reef or something. Like the very first man I hired, uh, about a year into the first project, threatened to murder my children, my wife and myself. Oh, and that's what Isn't I Isn't that inviting? It was, it was, yeah, it was very, go very, start yeah. a business's mission company. <laughs> so I decided. Please don't. We, we don't need to be that honest. <laughs> well, no. my takeaway was I'm not very good at HR. <laughs> <laughs> and so what it really taught me was I will never be good at HR. I'm going to have to find someone trusted, local person who knows how to read body language and do correct interviews. Because you were also in a different culture, right? I was a different culture. And if I expect to be in control of that, I'm going to drive this off a cliff. And so I had to learn to trust the, the right people. And that was one of the, the keys is learn to find dependable local people. If you're in a foreign country who have proper alignment with you, they don't have to be Christian but they do have to have the same values close enough so that they can do what you want to do. And I remember asking the HR manager years later about a particular employee, because I couldn't get a read on him. And I said, is he for us or is he against us? And he goes, it's too early. I don't know. I said, well, how long has he been here? He said, two years. And that's when I realized I will never understand this world. And so I, I have to find trusted people. What happened with this person that tried to kill you? Apparently you are still alive. I am. I did check in with the Lord and I said, excuse me, but I don't want to bother you, but I really need confirmation <laughs> that we're in the right place or else we're out of here. And I just sensed from the Lord, he says, it's okay. I got this. You'll be fine. You'll be safe. And so we didn't, didn't leave. And then years later, after he had urged me to read the Sermon on the Mount, actually to memorize it. So there were some things I was missing in my theology. And, and after that, I saw this person at a traffic light. I was in my car, stopped at the red light. He came up behind me on a bicycle. And they had a counter that was counting down the seconds till the light changed. And I remember it was like 26, 25. And Because I could recognize him, but he didn't recognize me. It created this unusual situation. And uh, so as the, the traffic light went green and we drove through or I drove through, I just spontaneously responded to the Lord. And I said, Lord, thank you. This, this really is better. I don't feel like, you know, being angry with the guy or doing anything like that, like I used to. And the Lord goes, that's not my standard. My standard is that you love this guy. And I thought, I just read that about you. You're actually serious about this. So I turned and I said, I need your help, Lord. I need to know how to do that in a case like this. So the Lord still used that, you know, in my life as a kind of discipling. And um, so I'm appreciative of that. 
But this is about you, Jan William. <laughs> so let's so turn. Have you let's, been threatened? <laughs> you you all get me a memory lane or whatever. But, uh, it's it's like uh, it, it reminds me of my first uh, hire actually, and I was like worrying the night before because we we were able to hire someone and then we were not having work for him. So I was like, Lord. What do we do? And then I, 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 I heard him say, yeah, you are worrying about this now, but tomorrow not. Tomorrow I will give you a new uh, assignment, uh, uh, a new client. So uh, the next day I went to office and I was like excited about a new client that was going with all day, uh, no new client. So I was like, no, I'm uh, not too much to do. I will go home early. So I put on my jacket and on that moment the phone rang and of course that new client uh, arrived. And if I look back, I see all those kinds of small uh, milestones, uh, which it gave me also like uh, confidence for the for the future that uh, he's he's really yeah trying to help. But uh, but I still find it also like a struggle to to be in rest uh, and 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 to expect it from the Lord because like uh, entrepreneur, you are also like a doer. You you know how to do things or not. But then you have people around you who knows and you want to go. So I'm really like feeling like learning uh, and, and, and to, to, to listen more to him and, and, and be, uh, be available for his impressions also during the day. Um, and I like what you said about the Sermon on the Mount because it's, it learns me really how, the, how God really is. So we can find everything, yeah, what's written there in God. It's really describing God in a way. And uh, I, I like that viewpoint because he really wants to, yeah, he calls us our, our, his, his sons. Also the woman he calls sons. I mean, like we are also the bride of Christ. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm so, happy you guys. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. You can come back to my podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like that. So we, we are really created after his image and uh, we are on our journey. Yeah. To become more like we already are or in a way, but most of the times we probably have uh, bad belief systems. Uh, we think very small. So we easily fall in feeling insignificant or becoming too much uh, full, filled with pride. <laughs> but I, I like it that Jesus always has so much confidence in us. I feel a lot of times he's cheering us up like, yeah, you really can do it. Uh, together we are a good team. Phil, um talking about Sermon of the Mind. Can you think of an example and how it applies to business? Great question. Um, we found over 30 commands that are all relevant to business people. Things like do not resist an evil man, pray for your enemy, bless your enemy actually. But let me focus on one that says, be anxious for nothing. Now I would like to encourage all of the business people listening to this podcast to think about that. It seems very unrealistic because in the business world, you're going to get hit with challenges and problems virtually every day. Sometimes it seems like every hour. And so if you think of his command to be anxious for nothing and realize, but I am just getting clobbered by all of these challenges And you wonder, is he actually serious about that? Yeah, that's what I sometimes want. Right, well. <laughs> you kind of tend to read over it, yeah. Right. That might happen in heaven or in well, another life. Let me, let me share an encouraging story that I heard from a brother who had spent 20 years in prison as a, a pastor in China. And for the, I think it was about five years before he got out, he was 
stationed in a place or captured in a place where they didn't have a building. They just had a concrete slab and they just had 500 people just sleep on that slab and they were all sort of touching each other. And he said many times they, they would die during the night. And so you'd wake up in the morning and the person you had been sleeping against was cold and passed away. He said we were starving. And so one day he saw a little bird up in a tree and he goes, God, kill that bird and send it down so we can have something to eat. And he said, the bird mocked me. It just flew from branch to branch, back and forth, just laughing at me, singing its little song. And I would ask for God to kill it and send it down because we were starving. And then I remembered the passage. He takes care of the birds. Who's more important, the bird or me? The scripture says, you're more important than the bird. So I, I realized I had not actually asked the Lord to, say, to care for me and to feed me. And so I repented and did that that day. And I never went another day without a meal. It was supernaturally provided. When I'd wake up in the morning, there would be a plate of food at my head. And I thought, well, if he can learn how not to be anxious in a situation like that, maybe I can do that in my company and so we really began to lean in that direction. And we had a practice at the end of the day that we would meet, a couple of the leaders would meet together and they would pray the problems of the day back to the Lord until they could look each other in the eye and see no anxiety. That responsibility was to not be anxious. And if you leave work in many factories and many companies at the end of the day, you know, oh, look at the problems we're taking home. You know, it's all over our face. And so we would pray until we could see in the other person's eyes and it would check both ways that, okay, we're going to give this to the Lord. We actually have, we're not taking them home. We're not worrying about it. So be anxious for nothing was, was so one of the You took verses. it really practical. Yeah. I like that. It's, it, it, I, I really sense it's also like growing in, in sonship. Like, like God has no fear. He's not, uh, he has love. We cast out all, all the fear. So, uh, but I, I recognize that a lot of time you're uh, anxious and you, you, yeah. But I'm, I'm glad God wants to give something else. So how, how do you do it, Jan Willem? How, how, what, can you share some of, how you try to apply it in a business situation. Um, now you're, you're learning that you want to do more from rest. Uh, like in 2016, uh, we separated from our business partner, which was a hard time for, for every one of us. And then my uh, business partner who's currently still my business partner uh, said, yeah, we should work uh, four days instead of five because life is so hectic and crazy, we need, need to have time. And now it's 2023 and we are still doing it. So we are both working four days. Of course, like an entrepreneur, uh, you are always, it's in your head <laughs> all the time. But the, the distance also from the office uh, gives me more space. And yeah, we, we became more prosperous even. So you also see the blessing. Uh, yeah, it's not that we lose like one fifth of our money or whatever. No, no, it, it's becoming better. And it, it, uh, I think uh, business gives you uh, a lot of challenges, uh, but also, uh, uh, yeah, you can see your fate work or, or, or something. Uh, and we, and we, we really want to expect it from the Lord. So we always, uh, I mean, I really experience that he is giving the new clients. So a lot of times I pray, Lord, give us the right clients, let the bad clients stay away. Uh, and, uh, and which helps also. 
So you actually do see that happen. Well, you you don't get them. So you <laughs> no, for, uh, the, the nice thing is, uh, like uh, with with having prophetic people around you uh, and, and trying to listen to his voice. So, for example, with the start of uh, COVID, then a guy was mentioned. Yeah, I see a kind of purification into your business, even with clients. <laughs> okay, and then like in one month, we were losing like four clients. Uh, but those were all the bad apples. So it was awesome. I mean, those people, they gave you headaches all the time and they were not reasonable at all. They were even lying. They said, you didn't do this or whatever. And then it was something we were not, uh, uh, yeah, it, it was not our business. So you we were like, how can you accuse us of something which is not our business? But whatever. So uh, so it helped really. So those people left. Which which is awesome because yeah yeah it it is it, also for your employees I mean they don't have that uh, hard clients. But I heard you say prophetic input. So yeah. can you explain? Now for me, always it starts with let Jesus say in John ten like the sheep hear my voice. So I can relate to that. Like I'm a sheep. <laughs> I feel a sheep a lot of time. They are not <laughs> always too uh, clever, uh, but I can relate to that. And uh, uh, and so I think for every believer, we, we can hear his voice. Uh, and also like for me with the gifts, like uh, the prophetic gift, I think yeah, the Holy Spirit is living inside of us. So we are a temple, of, uh, our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, which is awesome. I think we underestimate our body, I think. Uh, we also like to... Uh, pray and look for prophetic insights also for other companies. And sometimes it's also when you meet a client that you can share something. You don't always have to say, hey, I have a prophecy for you. Uh, <laughs> this, you with, thus says the Lord. Yeah. I woke up this morning and I have... <laughs> sometimes it's more like I have an ID, maybe this is something for you. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, they are surprised that uh, most of the time because you care about them. And that's actually what I love about prophecy. It's always... Uh, when sometimes it's easier to prophesy to to another. For example, I like to prophesy over people, but then always it looks like I'm I'm looking to a mirror that that uh, that that God's love is 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 going uh, on, on me. That because I'm always encouraged. Because when you pray for someone, you really feel the love of the Father, and then you know, oh yeah, that's also how God is looking to me. Isn't it? kind of difficult to hear sometimes that's my personal opinion you know when I pray for other people I can have impressions but to have that for me personally or for my business isn't that a bit harder yeah because you have a lot of more noise I think so you of course you have also all your own own thoughts and if you're praying for someone else but it's also what I like is that we of course are the body of of Christ so we really need each other so I think the mistake I make a lot of times is I go in as one person. Of course, you are never alone. You're always with the Holy Spirit. But but but, but the Lord is also saying, I send my disciples two by two. So a lot of times we can also a little bit maybe be more strategic uh, with that. And have other people involved and yes. ask advice. And so how did you do that, uh, Bill? We had a, a team of people who were sort of often exploring with this. I remember one day I came to work and one of our managers and she was a, a wonderful girl, but she didn't have a chance to get a, a formal education. She made it through the fifth grade and then the rest of her education was within the company, but she was managing a whole division for us. And she came one day and said, Hey boss, I found out that if I come to work at six in the morning and lay my hands on the machines and pray for them, 
that day goes really a lot better. I've got records of this. And so I realized that I'm in this high privilege of an environment where people are exploring these kinds of things and reporting it. So they're out there kind of experimenting with stuff, but they're coming back and sharing it with each other so we can kind of capture the ideas that are working for people. And then we, we recognize the team that is being formed, not because we label people, but because they function in certain ways. And you see, as they're functioning, you recognize, oh, they're actually in that role. And we can honor that and recognize that. And then we would invite them into our, our areas of responsibility. If, so if I had machines that were working, guess who I wouldn't talk to? Well, <laughs> in listening to, to you, I almost get envious. Maybe I would better go in a business and learn about God than sitting in church and <laughs> hearing all the theory. Is that sometimes how you feel? That's that's what I kind of pick up from these conversations. Yeah, I don't I don't know. For me, it was always business. So, but it's it's a it's a nice playground, I think, to to explore. I like how your your expression playground. I think you can identify with that, uh, uh, Bill. We are also coming to a close. Is there something that you can encourage our listeners with? We're really talking, I think, about how do you discover the life of the kingdom during the work hours, the work day, especially if we own companies where we have authority and we can change it. And I think my assumption always was, wow, this is getting pretty heady, pretty, pretty spiritual, pretty, you know, scary, pretty significant, pretty risky. But I asked the Lord one time, because he says, unless you become like a child, you're not going to see the kingdom. I just was curious. So I said, why did you say that about kids? Unless we become like kids. And he said, how do kids learn? And I thought, well, I think they just play at stuff. And, I, and then I saw a picture of my elementary school. I could just sort of see it in front of me. And then the big playground with the fence. And he just said, some things you learn in the classroom and other things you only learn on the playground. The kingdom is primarily playground. And that gave me a kind of permission at work to just play with these ideas and lay them out there and just experiment and kind of have fun with it and see if we couldn't discover stuff that we didn't know before. So less staying within the boundaries and the rules. Of course, there's the boundaries of the playground, mm -hmm. but that's kind of what I hear to, to feel free to explore and to right. go and to do, you know, I always have this picture of this two year old. I have some, Kids, grandkids, yeah, <laughs> you have yes. them. <laughs> yes. And when they are two and they fall down, we are not, ah, oh, come on. Is yeah. that the picture you had? Yeah, we experimented with stuff. It didn't work. We didn't worry about it. We just got to try something else. And one of the main things was always coming back to identity. Yes. His identity as the boss, as the owner of the company, really shifted things for us from a responsibility point of view. So we would playfully put things back in his court, we'd say, and rely on him to actually get through the, the problem or the process. Mm -hmm. And uh, because he was sort of present with us in his company, it didn't seem to be a problem to him. And he often would give solutions to his own company. We, um, we've been exploring business and how mission, faith, how we can integrate it. Um, is there something from your experience that you can say, hey, I'd like to... Uh, as a last thought in yeah. uh, this podcast. I always like Mother Teresa who says we, we can only do small things with big love. 
and love is also the 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 one I will actually say who cast out fear. So I think it starts with yeah knowing that you are loved uh, by your heavenly Father and that you love yourself and also love others. A lot of times we I think look for other things than than his love. So I think his love is the main main thing. And when you look with uh, a lens of love to people, uh, yeah, things uh, things change and uh, will become different. And it's also also easier to uh, to uh, hear to his his voice. So if you are feeling anxious, try to spend more time with the Lord, li- listening to Him and knowing that you are loved. And yeah, and also that you em- embrace process because a lot of time things are a process. For example, in, in my journey. The Lord was a lot of times speaking about that he is my rock. And uh, I, I like that. Uh, so, uh, and then later on, uh, I received uh, a prophecy about, yeah, uh, I will see everything shaking around you, but you you are a rock. Which is interesting. A lot of time, God shows something about himself, what he wants to establish in you. So maybe you think something is difficult now, Maybe that's something he really is establishing in you, but then just the opposite. So if you felt like me, very shaky and not really like a rock, uh, then uh, yeah, I'm glad he learned me that not through my own strength, but by uh, living with him. Uh, His love is our power source. Uh, He is our source for everything that we can become. Yeah, like for example, a rock that you're steady. Uh, I love that. So that's really encouraging for me. And I also like that he is the rock we can put our heads on like uh, Jacob and dream a little bit more because we like children uh, love to daydream. We should also daydream a little bit more because it's like time that the Lord can speak to us. We should take our dreams much more serious because a lot of time they are not born from here, but from above. And we are also born from above, of course. So, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Jan Willem. And uh, Bill, it's been really (laughs) encouraging and inspiring again our talk together. Thank you very much. Thank you. Today we talked with Jan Willem Visser. He owns SoMedia, an IT company. We discussed how to involve employees to contribute to society. We discussed also various challenges. And Bill stressed that he takes the biblical command to be anxious for nothing very seriously, as well as his identity as a steward, knowing that God is the owner of the company, which allowed him a playful, trusting attitude, also in a business setting. If these podcasts about Kingdom Keys for Business spark your interest, please go to bearmoves.com. There you find a hybrid online learning platform, which we are developing.